and welcome to Savage Beast. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher, uh, and uh, with me for one more podcast before he leaves for a Golden State Warriors podcast, it's Paul McLeod. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm even taking less money to go to the Warriors podcast. They're just wow. so good that um, I can't resist. You'll be paying. You'll be paying them. <laughs> That's how much I want to be on a championship-winning podcast, Joe. Wow. Um, really, all athletes should pay their teams for the privilege of winning championships with them, if you ask me. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's what a success fucker I am. Um, yeah, I wonder if you could pay to be in on Coldplay, like be in Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some charity event where they've done that. Like, you can be in the studio while we record 2017's shittiest single. I was once at a Better Than Ezra concert where they asked someone to come up and play guitar, and this girl came up and uh, she was like, "I'll play," and then she they were like, she was like, obviously couldn't play, and they just the band just roasted her. <laughs> and they let her stay upstage uh, on stage and we're like do you need a water or something just make yourself comfortable <laughs> that's that's as it should be Indeed. uh don't get up there unless you have the chops exactly um, yeah joe why are we here today we're here what's, what's the special occasion it's uh the um best of quarter one of 2017 only a month and a half late. Yeah, um, we're deep into quarter two, and we just yeah. we had to we had to go back to quarter one for one last go round. It's uh, completely my fault. So um, apologies. Um, we can blame my tra- child as well. Yeah, I've been I've been busy, man, and uh, yeah, it's just been tough to keep up with the music this year uh, because I'm traveling way more in, I jo- in my job than I expected. But I will redouble my efforts to bring the five people what they want indeed and in the opposite direction i actually like this year have been trying to like keep ahead of it and actually develop my list ahead of time yeah i think i'm gonna need to do that with how much i've been traveling hopefully that will actually calm down so that like my wife will um look at me but um (laughs) (laughs) uh it's also fun to travel um so you know Anyway, uh, so we opened up with the title track from Priests, which is um, a fun word to say for a person who had a lisp as a child. Mm. Uh, Nothing Feels Natural. Uh, Yes, we did. Paul, this was uh, an album that we both nominated as one of the best of the quarter. Yeah, and uh, in a break from tradition... Um, I think it might be my number one of the quarter. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, I... I... Uh, um, a, it, a break in that we usually keep those for the end. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, You're not so sure. No, actually, I, I think that um, it is most likely mine as well, um, which uh, <laughs> this is this is basically the opposite. But um, I, I thought that this quarter was full of albums that were, to me, a, a 7 or a, a, maybe a 7.9 out of 10. Um, yeah. You know, so, um, so this I thought one, we discussed. Do we, do we discuss that already? <laughs> no, I was going to say I thought we would discuss that at the end because I feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe, we have two similar tastes. Is um... <laughs> We do. Well, I thought, it was, I thought it, was, it was interesting because I think a lot of the bands here were just 
I think our taste diverged a bit bec more because uh, there wasn't that uh, these amazing records to galvanize. Yes. Um, you know, yeah, the other thing, since we're doing the meta-analysis at the beginning now, is um, I feel like this happened with Q1 last year, too. Like, you know, we didn't really know any better at the time. Right. Um, but um, we... Um, we did our Q1 podcasts and uh, it was like, yeah, that's fine. And then starting in Q2, we had, you know, Radiohead and Car Seat Headrest and right. our our minds were blown. Q3, we both agreed on Danny Brown. And then there were also great albums from the likes of The Avalanches yeah. and Aphex Twin. Yep. Um, and then Q4, we had uh, RTJ3 and uh, no doubt several other great ones that I didn't look up. Um, <laughs> but I feel like once again, Q1 feels like, eh, I wonder if it's just because a lot of people push things out for the holiday season. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've learned a little bit more about this. Um, uh, randomly, I heard Grizzly Bear talking about um, how they had delayed releasing their album because they needed to time it right for when there were like a lot of good albums coming out. So they're like, they had to have the right, the venues had to be open and it was just, there's a lot of calculus that goes into it. And I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, it's true with movies and books that yeah. um, the January, February time is when the uh, less successful stuff, the things people think will less be less successful get released and i'm sure it's true with records too um, huh. but when i worked in publishing we used to dump all the like more uh niche obscure stuff uh you know it would all have like a february 12th release date interesting because of course i mean there were some big at least in the indie scene bands that released albums this quarter like uh uh, uh cloud nothings uh the xx yeah um uh those two dudes who do uh old school rock uh the celebration rock no, uh, japan droids J japan droids yeah i mean it um, wasn't devoid of good records and yeah yeah, yeah. well all albums that we found you know slightly disappointing uh you know like cloud nothings in particular might well have made my list if it had been by a new band instead of cloud nothings of whom i expect greatness right um, um which yeah I feel like a different Paul would be criticizing you for that double standard. But oh, I know. I'm just saying I can't. I'm not. I, I am criticizing myself as I say it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just hard to overcome. Uh, even if one is conscious of the possibility that that's what's happening, it's it's hard to overcome it. I think long ago we had a debate about whether it was uh, okay for Pitchfork to hold rap albums to a lower standard than rock albums this was before <laughs> either of us was woke to the fact that uh uh well you know rap was this was back when kanye was you know the king yeah uh you mean like like currently now he is the life of pablo was like number five on their list that's true but th <laughs> he was the, he was the, he was the only one i don't know oh, i can't okay. remember which kanye album it was it might have been back in like the late the oh, okay uh, yeah, late graduation i don't know i got this story is not without a different oh i see story i see has died but it was a long this conversation time. is really old yes and I this don't is like <laughs> seven to ten years ago and for some reason okay. i remember it um <laughs> all right well fair enough let's actually dive into the quarter joe yes let's um, talk about priests which we both uh 
uh, um, are has somehow won the quarter. Yeah, all of us, both of us, will um, celebrate mass with priests. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for laughing. Uh, that was a terrible joke. Um, uh, y- you know, you named it first, and I was more on the fence. So, why don't you give your uh, two minute as we're doing this time? Yes, uh, I'm even going to set a fucking timer. Oh boy, um, I don't know if yeah. I. Yeah, I'm. I'm worried. I don't even have two minutes on these. Uh, That's but, fine. Yes, that is okay. Um. I think priests, uh, they dive into um, uh, that nice spot between uh, indie and noise and punk um, and play really aggressive rock that never, um, you know, not once devolves into gimmickry or showboating. Like they always stay within the actual sort of power of the song, even when they uh, get grading or um, uh, over the top. It's just it's always justified. And I, I particularly like the um, what I think is the lead single single uh, JJ, which is incredibly catchy. And um, to me, I think uh, has the best uh, lyrics of the quarter um, that I well not counting some excellent rap verses, uh, the best rock lyrics <laughs> of the quarter. Um, it has a great chorus. Um, you know, thought I was a cowboy because I smoked reds. Um, mm-hmm. and great uh, line. And it, 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 uh, follows, um, you know, just, it's just a perfect, like kind of fuck you song. Like I used to care about impressing you. Like that was really fucking stupid. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think the, the album has a lot of, um, uh, I think the song we listen to nothing feels natural has, um, uh, some of those more artistic touches that, uh, uh, make it stand out from, you know, there are many other bands, uh, in this space right now, as you know, we will see in different forms throughout this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) all right well done joe you actually uh only left 12 seconds on the clock yes so despite your um despite your insecurity you did great yeah um do we get a 30 second response at the end (laughs) yeah um i have a rebuttal planned no uh i also love priests um yeah this album you touched on some of the things and that i was going to say but in a different way which was good Hmm. um I feel like there's just uh, sort of a rare combo of of like that aggressive anomie of punk um, with like actual soul. You particularly hear that in the title track that we just uh, listened to, God, 15 minutes ago already. Our lives are just running through our fingers. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, like you rarely a lot of the a lot of the punk or post-punk revival bands that one hears now um lack that sort of ability to uh wail melodically um with their vocalist yes um but they can do that um even though they don't always do that they also do spoken word songs about the um distress of uh being a conscious being (laughs) um (laughs) um but i mean i feel like this uh you know so that's one way they meld interesting things together another is 
they kind of feel like a, an amalgam of all the weird rock trends of like the early 80s. Like you hear a lot of post-punk bands now, but they also throw in new wave and no wave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, the final track sounds very Talking Heads groovy, um, but yes. there's also some like, um, you know, the, the post-punk is the most prominent thing, but then there's also uh, just sort of like new wave poppy tunefulness at times too. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's cool. That's what's, that's, what's unique and interesting about it is that, um, combination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and once again, the saxophone continues to prove itself, uh, a relevant instrument in our modern age, which I never thought would have happened it's back when I quit playing saxophone. Pretty, pretty shocking. Um, yeah. uh, yeah. And I think if the album has, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know that I could necessarily put a name on its flaws, but um, it just uh, it does what it does really well, and that is sort of at the eight and a half out of ten level. Uh, yeah, there's just it's not quite transcendental. Yeah. Um, they don't they don't go for that, which is both yeah. the you know it's to the to the album and band's credit. It's just in this stupid ranking rating system. Yeah, exactly. A, a knock against it. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the best albums you listen to, like, you feel like a different person after you've listened to right. them. I yes. don't quite feel like that. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, let's keep it snappy, Joe. Okay, what's um, next? Let's go, let's go hip-hop just for fun. All right. And we'll do Raekwon. Yes. The Wild. Yes. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go, love. April 2nd, 1939. The stars is in line. Divine intervention had its own intention. Birth the gift in his DC kit. He sung heavenly, good values and all. And his father was in the ministry. God fearing man with a mother that's so beautiful. The angels are server. What's her name? It's Alberta. This little boy quickly became a man. From blowing in his father's church to making his own band. Caught a moon glow, sensational with his vocals that drove the ladies crazy. Panties got thrown at his shows, but he was far from happy. He wore a smile just to Hiding behind them doors, him and his father constantly colliding. All right, that was uh, Marvin by Raekwon from the album The Wild featuring CeeLo Green. Um, Joe, did you ever think that a uh, four-minute biography uh, oral of um, Marvin Gaye's life could move you so? I did not. Um, uh, especially, um, uh, as delivered, uh, by, uh, a 47 year old rapper. <laughs> yeah. Um, 47, I'm doing the math real quick. So he was born before Marvin Gaye was dead, but he wouldn't really remember all that. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, also, CeeLo, who, um, man, uh, 
just to get this out of the way, since we talked about it last time, I looked up what his sexual assault thing was uh-huh. uh, just before this. Basically, it was exactly what ha- what the Bill Cosby accusations are, except there was one woman instead of um, 80. Yeah, um, CeeLo has not faced the power bottom treatment. Uh, no. Suspiciously. Um, yeah. Uh, the moral of the story here, I guess, is uh, if you're going to be a rapist, don't be a vocally anti-rape, anti-rape musician at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, unfortunately. It's, yeah. Um, sick double standard. Uh, we don't approve. Let's move on. Um Anyway, um, this, uh, damn it. (laughs) Actually, it's hard to move on because one of my favorite things about this song is the way CeeLo just, uh, wails Marvin, um, which that was the worst approximation of a great musical moment you've ever heard. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, that song gives you the best of this album, I think, which is um, some really classic boom-bap production, um, which is one of those things like alternative-sounding riffs that I feel like a little bit of an easy mark for because I kind of um, almost always like them, to the extent right. that I feel happy when I don't like something like that because it proves that I have some ability to discern the good from the bad. Um, but... Uh, uh, really great production on that song, and that style of production uh, really plays out on the first few songs. And then you have uh, Raekwon's... I forgot to time myself, by the way, so I'll just uh, have to okay. be honest. Um, Raekwon's um, eternally classic flow and voice. Um, it's not exactly like breaking new ground, but it uh, still sounds as good as ever. Uh, his rhymes are dense and weird. Um, and then a really great hook by the problematic CeeLo, um, and so forth. The rest of the album, uh, on the second half, he gets away from the boom bap, uh, production, uh, with which he grew up, uh, into some sort of more modern beats, not exactly the most expensive ones, um, like you might hear on a Kendrick album or anything, but some of them are real good, uh, particularly, uh, I want to call out My Corner, which has an incredible Lil Wayne voice. Um, another throwback uh, moment have or verse. I, I mean, sorry. Uh, another throwback moment happening for you. Uh, if you if that uh, song doesn't hit you the first time, I suggest listening to it as loud as you possibly can and imagining yourself in a club and the way it would just <laughs> like colonize your body um, as you did so. Um, but uh, uh, maybe not quite a classic rap album, but. Um, uh, as an exemplary effort from one of the pillars of Wu Tang, uh, I couldn't let it pass without notice. No, and it's I it it hooked me immediately. Um, I noticed that uh, a lot of beats, including this one, had a nice Mad Lib flavor to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it in some ways, um, at least reminded me of like sort of the it, the same feeling I get when I'm listening to Mad Villainy and kind of just chilling. Uh, yeah to a great rap album um and i think it's definitely one of those rap albums where uh it's it's extremely listenable mm-hmm. um you know it's it's not it doesn't have to be an event uh to listen to it um which sounds i don't know perhaps that's uh giving short shrift to a lot of a lot of hip hop but um i i just like one that that fits naturally in the course of a 
an average day. Um, maybe it's because I've been listening to Kendrick's Damn so much, which always gets me like hyped as fuck. <laughs> it's nice to come back down um, uh, to uh, this, which is maybe perhaps, as I was telling you, my gateway drug to uh, Wu-Tang at last. Yeah. Um, I went back. If you, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You go uh, ahead. I just said I went back and listened to Raekwon's uh, first solo album, only built for Cuban links, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, many people uh, call one of the best rap albums of all time, mm-hmm. uh, is a uh, foundational piece of what is uh, known as mob- mafia rap, mm-hmm. uh, where you... Which Ghostface is still doing. Yes. <laughs> and will never yes, stop. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, just, you know, I think... Uh, I've been waiting for this moment uh, when yeah. the woo would take me. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the journey. Uh, we may we may have to do uh, your uh, uh, Paul's intro to the woo. <laughs> that was one of my like original ideas it for was. this podcast. It was. It's time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we could go from there and and continue, including only built for Cuban links, volume two. <laughs> um, uh but yes um i'm glad i finally found something that would get you in who knew it would be uh raekwon's and indeed the clans as far as i know uh latest release that would bring you in but uh indeed uh you and martin shkreli now big fans of wu-tang such big fans Um. (laughs) uh okay all right i should note Um, that we both nominated this album as one of the best yeah Also with priests, so yeah. Um, l- I say it's your turn still, Joe. Though now, okay. Uh, let's listen to uh, uh, Wild Pink, uh-huh. uh, a track from their uh, album called Wild Pink. Uh, let's listen to the Battle of Bedford Falls. wild pink with the battle of bedford falls uh paul start the timer okay uh hold on <laughs> just spent okay more go. time starting I the timer. go uh, you still have a minute 56 okay uh wild pink to me is like uh i had a death cab pokemon and it evolved <laughs> uh, <laughs> um there's also a little bit of um uh, a little bit of Pedro the Lion and maybe um, the best uh, of Band of Horses. I do think Band of Horses has some good yeah. qualities. Um, 
and uh, what comes out on the other end end is uh, a band that uh, excels at playing, uh, you know, s- uh, mostly undistorted guitar rock. Um, I don't know. Technically, it's distorted, but there's not. It's a distorted, ton- just not loud. In yeah. Your face. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Um, what's between quiet and loud? Um, mm. And I think along the way, they are able to. This album just uh, puts a little bit of that spell that Death Cab puts on you, where the the lyrics uh, are kind of you know have this interplay with the melodies um, that uh, tell. Uh, a somewhat emo story with every song. Um, I think I think there's definitely a, a an emo side to uh, Wild Pink, uh, although I'm not sure of if isthisemo.com would rate them as emo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. No. Um, and twenty seconds. Uh, well, I'll just say that um, I'm going to go over. Uh, there's, there's this song is maybe one of the more epic story songs, but then ah. uh, my, one of my other uh, favorite songs from this called "The Wizard of Loneliness" uh, is just more of a chant where at the the like latter two thirds of the song are just them repeating over and over, "Calm down, put your phone down," <laughs> uh, which which sounds kind of. Uh, silly but the the effect is really uh compelling i mean they they kind of capture these sort of quieter emotions of our current connected life um yeah good album all right um yeah you know i'm glad you provided that um uh i feel like i had a death cab pokemon and it leveled up or evolved Uh um analogy or metaphor because i feel like i had a death cab pokemon and it devolved Mm. um (laughs) it's not bad i i enjoyed listening to this album just fine but is a little too um i felt like when we were talking about level up uh six months ago or whatever oh yeah yeah it felt like a little bit of uh indie rock button pushing that was a little bit too derivative for me to really love it is all um yeah there's there's a lot i mean it's so hard to avoid that now yeah Uh, there's just that spark of ingenuity that needs to be there i don't know i think it might just be that the guy that the vocals um are just so uh you know sotto voce um there's (laughs) there's no like uh, like whatever you, the the singing you just heard in that sample we played is pretty much how the guy's voice sounds one hundred percent of the time. Um, there's no, there's not a lot of soul in the voice. It's all got to come from the words and the other elements in the music, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but um, maybe because I didn't pay close attention to the lyrics, which is to my discredit, um, I didn't get that, uh, that that you know that spark as i just said uh from the music um that said i'm not gonna hate you for liking it i just didn't quite feel it myself yeah i think that there is again this is a solid like 7.7 uh i i (laughs) I enjoy it i mean i think death cab is you know in general really in my wheelhouse and uh finding bands like that um 
I, they stick they stick with me a bit longer than others so uh i think this it's a good album um if you are looking for a quieter uh indie experience yeah Very fair quiet. enough <laughs> an npr indie experience yes yes um i should look up whether there's a long npr article about wild pink because it really seems like there would be. it does seem like one of the ones they'd stream a week early uh-huh and they'd be like mm, wild pink has been plying their trade on the in the clubs of north dakota and neighboring minnesota for the past decade but only with their mo- most recent self-titled album have they really broken out of that scene um anyway <laughs> <laughs> that was good that was good i don't think Thank that was you. pretentious enough frankly but <laughs> yeah precious it wasn't precious enough exactly it really needed a little bit more like uh Maybe some comparisons to woodland scenes or something like that. Like lead, the lead singer still calls his mom every morning. <laughs> they discuss which birds she has seen landing on the branches of the yes. tree outside her window. Yes. He pines. He pines for her homemade pancakes. Um, all right. Uh, this is the kind of band Wild Pink is, for sure. For sure. Let's... Let's go with, um, oh, there's my list. Okay. Let's go with a band that is not like that and discuss um, uh, I, Naco, uh, whom yeah. we discussed last time, yeah. but we'll, we'll get back into them a little bit. Yeah. Particle Mace by Ionaco, um, a band we discussed last time because I saw them live like just before we talked last time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they are uh, a fun, uh, queer, in a positive sense, punk band from Brooklyn. Um, and they uh, just make really great sort of really loud bashing indie rock. Um the at times they perhaps sound um so much like uh speedy ortiz that i feel weird about it mm-hmm. but um it's not all the time and also speedy ortiz is great so um i am not going to hate on them too much for it uh but generally when you combine um extremely loud uh fast in your face uh, guitar rock with um clever chord progressions and melodic and rhythmic 
uh, patterns, I'm going to be all for it. And it almost doesn't even matter, um, although of course it does, that they also have uh, fun lyrics for the oppressed uh, sexual minorities of our time. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's my take on Ayanako. And yeah. I left I left goddamn 36 fucking nice. seconds on this killing clock. it. Um, that's why you'll be welcome on the Golden State podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I re-listened to this album uh, again today when I was driving my baby around, uh, getting him to sleep. Um, that's not a comment on the album. It's just a good, <laughs> it's just cruising the more boring suburban streets of Portland. And this album was really lighting it up. Um, I think that uh, if we were doing best songs of the quarter, uh, one of their songs, Nightcrawler, on this would mm. be definitely be on it. Uh, it's a, it's a, just a great rock song, and I think by that I can, uh, or just through that particular song, I can say that a lot of times the the Speedy Ortiz thing is weird. I, it's weird yeah. how much the the lead singer sounds like her, and times mm-hmm. and sings like her, and then sings like Sadie, and then like the the band just. I feel like they're using the same pedals uh, at times, <laughs> yeah. but you know, this song Nightcrawler, you know, it shows when they get away from mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, what speedy speedy kind of does this slightly off tune, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It always sounds like something grunge. is detuned yet. Yeah. It's melodic, you know? And in Nightcrawler, they break, in out sort of like the built to spill playbook and they add these really compelling melodic guitar lines that go mm-hmm. through that and when things like that pop up um the album gets really compelling and it's it's a great rock album i mean i think it it definitely demonstrates um the amount of just good uh you know second wave alternative being made right now uh and um uh, maybe maybe it's just the brooklyn sound is what what they do what speedy does um uh, speedy's not even from brooklyn though are they i mean i think maybe I think, they were formed there she's yeah, from philly originally. yeah i think she plays i think she might live anyway I don't, i'm not sure um yeah uh but uh oh yeah she's from philly anyway yeah. um also i think she was teaching at like umass or something when right. she started the band I would say that, you know, and honestly, I think it was probably just the, that sort of derivative part that kept me from saying it was one of the best of the quarter. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. It was a great album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing I had that same issue and the thing that pushed me over was seeing them in a small room, as we discussed last yes, time, which is help. fun as hell. Uh, so if you get a chance to do that, do that. Um, okay, Joe, uh, serve us up some more choice indie music yeah let's go quiet with uh julie byrne mm. Um, mm. hold on let me find well this is the most npr of this of this uh of this quarter i think
you first pointed out Julie Byrne to me as an artist who's extremely compelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. You're like, you, you said, uh, look at this <laughs> compelling musician. Uh, um, uh, but, uh, and I did, and I was compelled uh-huh. To listen to her album, uh, which received rave reviews, and found mm-hmm. uh, a really gorgeous uh, array of lushly produced folk music. Yeah, um, and I think what we just heard is a, a probably a, a great, uh, just a great sample of of what the album offers. And you know, she has a, a not a not a deep but a dark and haunting voice um mm-hmm. you know a bit of a no bit it of, is deep for a woman she's definitely an alto yeah, yeah it's it's uh you know it's there's some some nico there mm-hmm. which of course always gets me there's some sharon von etten um mm-hmm. uh and uh, i think that um the songs are I, I think a lot of times on an album like this um uh it's great when the songs aren't uh, straightforward. Uh, the you know the writing just they, there's you know some slightly different movements to them, and uh, they take you know so it's sometimes you wonder if it's more the production or the the writing, but you know they they actually here I think it combines to um, create uh, a, a lot of movement throughout the songs, um, which is necessary because you know the emotional tone is uh, uh, pretty. <laughs> Uh, pretty depressing uh, start to finish uh, but that's that's okay we we like that here uh, and I, <laughs> do we uh, ever yes uh so it's it's a it's a beautiful album and uh i think um even the first time i listened to it uh, i i uh thought that it would be uh, on this list yeah um you only went over by a few seconds by the way nice. um yeah, that um, that's a good description of it. There's not a whole lot else to say. Like, if you uh, if you love just really beautiful uh, folk, you know, guitar with light uh, light uh, filigrees of other instrumentation, and um, some really nice um, soulful melodic folky singing, uh, this is for you. Um, yeah, <laughs> there it's. It's like there are a few moments where it really approaches that sort of transcendence I said was missing from the quarter uh, a little bit. But like with music like this, um, because perhaps because I'm an uh, overly uh, uh, masculinized uh, by my society 
male. Um, I need it to be really beautiful for me to really be into this, and it's quite beautiful. Um, so uh, it works, um, and despite the lack of um, you know huge, uh, what's the word, dynamic shifts and everything. Um, right. It's a. Uh, it's just it's really touching this is another one where i should probably go and actually like like carefully listen to the lyrics Mm -hmm. um it's i don't know it's unnatural for me to pay close attention to the lyrics uh they have to grab me and then i start doing it um but she's great and uh uh more julie Byrne, please she's uh she's charming uh this one is uh uh did i call her julia Byrne? i feel like i might have it's it's definitely Julie. Her bandcamp oh. is Julie M. Burn. Oh, so. totally. Oh, totally Julie. I just could totally see myself calling her. Uh, ah, yeah. Um, it was driving me crazy that this she like kind of reminded me of someone else, and I I could like there's one other artist that she reminded me of, and I could not fucking figure it out. Um, uh-huh. Like an, an older artist. Um, I I will say one last thing. Um, uh-huh. in in defense of her is that this album is not fucking quirky, and I, I like no. that. There, you yeah. know, um, as much as, I mean, I like like Julia Holter, you know, I, uh-huh. a lot. But if you go see, you see her, you know, like it's like oh, it's the quirk show, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, in in between some really good music, and there is none of that on this album, and I applaud it. Yeah, you're right. It's almost more impressive to stand out as somebody just being like, I'm just going to sing beautifully over a uh, softly strummed acoustic guitar. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to try to do to to worm my way into your heart. And, um, you know, uh, if you're not if you're not going out of your way to be weird, uh, that's a tough thing to do. I The other point I was going to make, which I was struggling to remember, is. Um, yeah, uh, like perhaps like you, I don't know what you're like exactly on this point, but um, uh, women with lower voices, uh, I married one. It's uh, it's always a good <laughs> tactic for me. Yeah, I don't know. That's I'm not sure if that. Uh, I'm not sure if I have an opinion on that. That's I. Yeah. All right. A, uh, a sexy <laughs> opinion. Paul, I gotta say that I clicked the related artist for her to see if I could see the person. I just there's like so many uh like singer songwriter women who I don't recognize. I'm like, wow, this 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 yeah. genre must go deep. You know? It's like it reminds me of when I did that with um uh Joanna Newsom back in two thousand six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. although she's way weirder. If you obviously. go with any indie band and you start diving in in Spotify, you realize there are a ton of indie bands like yeah, below you, the pitchfork surface. Yeah. You end up in NPR light territory real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay, well I'm going to blow the um considered well-crafted touching tones of julie byrne out of the fucking water yeah with piss jeans yeah that, that was a bad yeah <laughs> hey office lady i see you there with your rolodex you know what i'm gonna do for you i'm gonna change out this water jug one-handed but first i'm gonna spill a few drops into your lap and dab them up with this powerful organ in my mouth and by that i mean my tongue because I'm a man, and I can tell by my reflection in this duck painting that I look good. You know what a man does? Lays his finger to the side of his nose to catch the grease, then dips that finger into his beer head, and that head goes down. Yeah, I mentioned going down. You heard of it? I just want to take that packet of pens and 
spill it on your naked back. African rain, I call that. Where's your boss? Don't answer that because he's right here. I'm pointing at me. I'm your boss. Get me a coffee and dip your undies in it because I like my coffee with a nib of cream. I'm a man, Miss Office Lady. Who's in that picture frame? I like kids, but I don't like boyfriends. And I don't like husbands. You ever been to a zoo and seen the apes? You ever seen the apes and thought those hairy abominations? That hairy one in the corner touching himself with his leather fingers? That's a man. When you think of that, you think of me. You take dictations, you get it? You ever been stapled? Never mind, we'll get to that. You cold? Put on that cardigan you got hanging over your chair. Do it slow. Pick up that phone and dial S-E-X-F-U-N. And guess what? My belt's gonna vibrate and I'ma put you on speaker so you can hear yourself begging. I'ma pick up the phone saying, what am I? And you know how you'll answer? A man. Go ahead and cry if you need to because I love being flattered. Yeah, lift that envelope. Get that corner real good. Let's refill your stapler. Go on. Get out them post-its and write yourself a reminder to thank God for man. You got too much shit on your desk. You like foreplay? Cause I don't. I like to cut to the chase. Call a spade a spade. I'm a straight shooter. I'm a man among men. I'll take the milk and the cow. That's you. You're the cow. I'm easy breezy. Gonna measure your entry spot with that ruler you got from the work picnic last summer. I already know you're a size Q pantyhose. Q for quit talking, chubby. I hope you know how to cook cause mother don't wake up till noon. And by that time I'll be here with you. Refilling your water cooler and watching you suck on that hard candy like you never heard of a innuendo so get ready cause come five i'll be in the van outside waiting rubbing at myself like that ape in his cage thinking about your nasty 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 desk and so help me don't you forget the paper clips that was i'm a man by piss jeans the whole song <laughs> all for the first time in yeah, savage beast history man. <laughs> um so that is the funniest song off the funniest album of the year, if you ask me. And certainly the funniest rock album I can remember listening to recently. Um, maybe there's some funnier hip-hop albums. But um, uh, just so everybody knows, uh, and I didn't realize this until yesterday, uh, that was not the lead singer of the band uh, doing the vocals on that track, but actually a uh, female novelist named Lindsay Hunter, whom they brought in to write and perform uh, the vocals on that yes. song. Wow, which makes that's it cool. Even funnier, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that song is not exactly the most exemplary uh, uh, piece of music from the, from the album, it, just in that um, it's the only spoken word comedy track. Um, the rest are... Uh, significantly harder uh, sludge punk uh, tracks, although they do often retain that sort of like dirty groove that you hear there. Um, yeah. yeah, the the actual vocalist is a good deal growlier, which usually mm-hmm. does not work for me at all. But uh, this guy, Matt Corvette, is hilarious. Um, uh, also, he has an incredible six pack, as seen on the cover of the album. Um, <laughs> But um, uh, all of the songs are sort of uh, using that. Oh, wait, I'm going to give myself uh, the timer, even though I'm uh, like a minute in already. Um, All the songs on the album play off of that sort of uh, uh, 
what may at first seem like a celebration of the ridiculousness of the modern male uh, psyche, uh, or really uh, upper middle class male psyche, um, but is actually a, a nice sly excoriation of said psyche, um, which combined with their uh, super aggressive rock music um, is just a great pairing. Uh, so if you like that song, you can uh, check out the rest of the album for songs about uh, enjoying the, um, the oh, fucking, what is the word? Uh, just the degradation of uh, paying cam girls uh, songs about <laughs> the um, pain of bringing up your masculine desire for anal play uh, on you with your woman um, songs <laughs> about uh, activia as a metaphor um, then uh, definitely check out why love now by piss jeans, which yes. um is an album that uh, initially I felt a little weird about, but uh, makes me laugh so hard um, and also rocks with um, uh, like punk takes on classic rock lyrics, a lot of, or, or riffs a lot of the time. Uh, uh, I can't get enough. So Joe, your response. Yeah. Um, uh, first off, I love the title of the song world, My- worldwide Marine asset financial analyst. <laughs> <laughs> so good um yeah it's a song about our friend todd indeed um, um, <laughs> um you know i i definitely i mean this this album is funny as fuck um i oh, love- also the song about how a guy he the guy can't get into a woman because her knees aren't quite perfect it's just yeah. like it's so funny it's a it's such a great like you know parody of you know, yes. of, of this genre. Uh, well, at the same time being an excellent example of like the best of its musical qualities. Um, I, you know, I, I, this is a little hard for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I'm just like, yes, I know this is fun. I, I, I won't listen to it uh, again. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I just not, I'd never turn this sort of album on because I just never want to listen to music. That's like quite this aggressive, even if it is this fun. Um, I would recommend it for a time when you're doing something active. uh, That's true. That's true. I could, I could run to this, uh, or something along those lines. That's not a bad idea. Um, you know, and I like, I like a lot of things that are adjacent to this. There's in uh, a band that had now out a couple of years ago called Fiddler, which is very mm-hmm. good, and uh, Pup, and uh, 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 you know even like Jay Riotard uh, at some points. Um, you know, so I I enjoy this. This is sort of I don't know. Is this more? Is this indie rock at all, Paul? Or is it no sludge punk? Really, is the word for okay. it. But I mean. There's, but then you, you, it's crossbred with that sort of like, um, like the best version of a woke appreciation for, uh, gender issues. Um, you know? Yeah. And, and what's so great about it is that it does, um, like you can tell this guy feels on one level, all the things he's lampooning, um, as I do as a listener, like, like, you know, just with, I'm a man totally ridiculous way to act if you actually were to do that um 
<laughs> nobody has ever done. But at the same time, it's the kind of thing that a lot of straight men, including me, I'll admit, have sort of like fantasized about living in a world where you could bring that sort of animalian sexuality into the mundane anti-masculine environment of the modern office which you know has its sort of boys club mentality but also at the same time it's not like uh it, it severely tamps down the ability to express your testosterone the way like um being a minor would or something um yes and the, uh one feels the sort of frisson of that situation and this uh, this album's ability to both express and mock the shit out of that feeling um, is is cathartic, actually. Yes, there's a ton of catharsis on it and uh, contained within it, I should say, and and that is something you should uh, dive into. Um, uh, is there is there Paul? I guess we won't stick on this too long, but like I, you know, when you get a band like this. Uh, I'm always drawn back to like, uh, Bloodhound Gang. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just that like, is it is it in that tradition or is it? Is yeah, it, yeah. Lyrically, for sure. Um, there's that same tradition of, um, uh, knowing, uh, white guy self mockery. Because yeah. I mean, you know, like like the roof is on fire, uh, or whatever the name of that song was. Yeah. Um. Total fire, fire water burn. Yeah, yeah. I'm not black like Barry White. No, I'm white like Frank Black is. Is <laughs> yes. Um, exactly the same sort of uh, uh, hilarious, provocative, self-deprecating humor. Yes. That do, you see here. Do it doggy style while we both watch X Files. It's like <laughs> the Magna Carta of this. <laughs> this kind. Oh of. man. We'll bring Todd on someday to do our big uh, Bloodhound Gang uh, retrospective. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, podcast. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> have the whole crew in. Um, okay. All right. What do you have for us next, Joe? Uh, let's see. Let's look at the list. I think uh, Sacred Paws and Astermore are your remaining. And well, John Wayne. Let's, are your uh, let's go. Uh, well, yeah. Wait, is John? Are you a John Wayne? I'm on John Wayne. All right. Well, let's do Sacred Paws. Strike a Match from Sacred Paws uh, from their debut album, uh, Strike a Match. Uh, This is a uh, British duo uh, with uh, just a uh, guitarist and drummer. 
Um, and they play uh, what I call uh, art punk uh, with uh, a uh, sort of uh, art school undergrads view of, you know, or takeaway from like Eastern, just all of, all of like Asia's music kind of, you know, put, Hmm. put into it in the most like generic way, which is something I'm a real sucker for. Um, Did you mean Asia or Africa? uh, Africa, all the, uh, just everything (laughs) that's not Europe and America. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, The third world, uh, if you will. Yes. um, Yeah. uh, uh, Africa. Yes. Um, uh, See, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. (laughs) This is what the the art student would be like. They're just like, yeah, everything over there. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I'm off topic. Uh, They uh, put this tremendous emphasis on uh, rhythm uh, within the music. And uh, like with uh you know fool's gold or tune yards two other bands i love um there's this compulsively happy dance quality to this where you just want to kind of get up and dance around um the whole album maintains that joy um while not really losing complexity and mm-hmm. uh i th- i think it's really fun and uh, i just put it on here cuz i i think that's it's hard to do um to make an album this uh this fun without it being uh a repetitive or a thin pop affair Um, yeah yeah um i agree this is a good fun album uh with that um to my mind very um uh, African guitar music uh, influence. I kind of felt like this is good, but I could also just be listening to Vampire Weekend um, all yes. the time. Yes. <laughs> um. So I and I guess that was ultimately what it came down to for me is I couldn't escape that Vampire Weekend reference, which it's, itself, of course, Vampire Weekend didn't invent uh, much, if any, of that sound. Um, Paul Simon did it on Graceland and of course the actual Africans uh did it before yeah, I guess, these white people. I guess Paul Simon is the big daddy of all that, isn't he? Y- yeah. Um which is funny because I don't like Paul Simon. Yeah, I don't particular I've listened to Graceland and it didn't like blow me away. No. Uh, whereas Vampire Weekend I love. Um so um yeah. Uh I don't really I found myself struggling to find too much to say about this uh, album. Maybe I need to listen to it more. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's I don't, good, but it didn't blow my mind. Really, I don't really get the it's I put this in slightly different category of Vampire Weekend, maybe because mm-hmm. Vampire Weekend is so fucking good. Yeah, uh, that. Um, but uh, it's more like I don't know if you've listened how much you've listened to Fool's Gold, but just that. Uh, that way that they sort of are able to put like an indie rock uh, ethos on top of this African influenced Paul Simon. Yeah. Uh, uh, genre, if you will, sub sub genre uh, is, is fun and compelling. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I have to say about it. If you want to dance about stream this album into your pants.
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to give you my version of Fun Party Rock with Cherry Glazer uh, Apocalyptic. Okay. <laughs> you i'd be with the guys by cherry glazer um which i say with that elongated r because that's how they spell it and by god i will respect that um this album is kind of like um party rock version of um uh, war paint to me uh, a lot of the time uh it's got it shifts uh, like you heard there uh, a lot of between sort of like uh, cock rocking, uh, big riffs, and then sort of a little bit more uh, smooth uh, gro- rock grooves, and uh, I like them both. Um, it mostly just comes down to a lot of really great, uh, uh, well-written pop songs in the form of, uh, you know, slightly mysterious-sounding pop rock. You also can hear in the vocals there a little bit at the beginning. Um, there's a like a little bit of a cat power twang, which is not uh, uh, a vocal affectation one hears that all, all that often. And she's great, and it sounds great being used here um, in a totally new setting. So um, despite the fact that I don't know anything whatsoever about Cherry Glazer and had never heard of them before, uh, they stuck with me enough that I couldn't keep them off my list for Q1. Nice. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot to like here. Uh, you know, this song, uh, it's got a good breeders feel to it at some mm-hmm. point. There's, it's very loose and crunched up indie rock. Uh, I like that there's a lot of genuinely low tech sounds, like not just lo-fi, but it's like, it's, it's got this eighties feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a, a, all the songs here would fit great on the soundtrack to Daria, which <laughs> is, is maybe one way I'd put it. Um, totally. Uh, there's a good there are good grooves uh it's not uh, i'm starting to hear 
people who've definitely listened to war paint and been inspired yes. by them i feel like there's a little bit of that here i've felt it in some of our quarter two albums that are coming up um mm. uh uh and i i think that um Maybe the only reason it's this is not on my list is that it's a bit evil for me at times. <laughs> um, that you know, I think the song you played now is maybe like uh, that. That song was. Um, was it, wait, is that song called Apocalyptic? No, it's called "Told You I'd Be with the Guys." Told you, yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, uh, as we approach midnight, my brain starts to go. Yes, which is a great, great title for a song. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the more catchy songs on the album, um, and, and a lot of it kind of goes uh a little more towards um uh i don't want to call it like light metal but just <laughs> no that's <laughs> fair like easy listening metal uh uh-huh. uh and uh or maybe just it's just hard rock with less distortion um yeah it's uh, hard rock but there's nothing it's it's so like just sort of like good times oriented that it doesn't feel as hard. I guess is how I would say it. You know? Yeah. There's there's a song called I think it's called Trash People where she's just like singing trash people. Oh, like she's singing like they singing the chorus and I'm like this could be like the chorus of a really hard rock song. It's just they mm-hmm. don't have the distortion turned up all the way. <laughs> um, and it does have it does have some variety. I mean the spacey acoustic sounds. Uh, there's one track Nuclear Bomb, uh, mm-hmm. which really caught my attention. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, so good, good, good album. Uh, Paul, I wanted to ask you, uh, mm-hmm. uh, how many, how many grungy indie bands fronted by, uh, you know, yell girls do, do we need? Is there, <laughs> is, I mean, is there a limit? I know. Um, and you can see it in this quarter real bad. Yeah. Um, uh, at least with my list. Um, uh, I agree. It's something we've discussed before and it feels a little weird. I will say cherry glazer feels different to me. It's more of, uh, 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 you know, like I keep saying party band, um, and less of a, uh, whole ripoff. Um, but, uh, no, you're right. Um, you know, I don't know. I haven't gotten sick of them yet. Um, well, I guess I usually at least like it, so fair enough. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess you t- also tend to, like, you listen to an album and really enjoy it, but then you're, like, you're kind of on to the next album. Um, yeah. So in that in that sense, you probably have a pretty big appetite for them, if that's what you, like, enjoy listening to. Um, I guess so, and I, that's, that's probably, yeah, uh, maybe a weird artifact of the way I listen to music, which I am perhaps dissatisfied with myself, but um yeah i don't know this these people are actually a little bit weird to me and that i don't have a lot of bands that fit this exact slot for me personally right um that i really like i just i just think it's funny because i know that on my list there's gonna be several bands that fit that mold on it (laughs) it doesn't seem like the deluge is gonna stop anytime soon no um okay joe what do you have for us uh let's hit it let's hit john wayne All right.
in my head, in my head, in my hands In my hands on this body, in my body on land In this land, on this earth, in this earth, in the system In the system, in my thoughts, in my thoughts, in the wishes And these wishes are just dreams, these dreams are just goals These goals make a man wanna be more than that And the ghosts just laugh and hope that I don't pass This is an ode to my opposition I know my flow's full of contradiction And good luck getting the right brain to play with the left But hand over breast, I'm gonna try long as plant life sustaining my breath The very same God used for badminton with death That hot, smart, brittle Los Angeles breath That hard, heavy, hating old Anakin breath in opposition, get that old mannequin rest Cause after this they know there's no more expanding the chest like Yes, John Wayne <laughs> Yeah We've already discussed John Wayne at length, Joe I think, yeah, maybe even twice Maybe we even like played one song and then got really into him in another episode I mean, we, we you people here know we love John Wayne <laughs> We do um, I think it was all one episode, but maybe not um this is a reminder it is um uh we both picked john wayne this time i don't have too much to add really Uh, yeah he he remains the best emo rapper i've ever listened to it's like why the why the fuck haven't you listened to rap album too if you haven't yet go do Mm -hmm. it exactly we're done Um, talking about it we're done trying to get you to listen to it just listen to that that smooth baritone those uh, those indie rock minus the distortion with better rhythm beats. Uh, get on it. Yes, um, we uh, we're gonna have a good year in rap. I feel like I really it's it started off strong this quarter and uh, it's just gonna go from there. I mean, our front runner for album of the year is a rap album. There you um, go. So. Um, uh, okay. Okay. Should we move on, or do you have anything else to say? About no, John no, Wayne? no. Re- refer to our uh, episode. Uh, I believe it's the one uh, about uh, Drake. Yes. Drizzy, Driz- I believe it's titled "Drizzy's Dentist." Yeah. You don't need five more minutes after we spent like forty minutes talking about no. this album. No. Okay. Um, I guess that leaves it as uh, somehow you're going to get first and last, Joe, but that's fine. Hmm. Um, I'm going to throw down uh, Vagabond here. Okay. Love for a moment, but I'm 
That was Fear and Force by Vagabond from her slash there, because I don't know for sure whether it's a band or not, album Infinite Worlds. Um, that's Vagabond with no D on the end. Uh, a name that you would think would be SEO friendly, but Google just says, did you mean Vagabond? Um, <laughs> and uh, we're just going to go ahead and give you those results. Um, so someday, hopefully, Vagabond is famous enough that that no longer happens. Um, anyway, uh, she... Uh, is a uh, woman by the name of uh, Laetitia Tomko. Um, Google even, or not Google, Pitchfork even went so far as to uh, do the melded AE diphthong uh, character in the first part of her name. Um, so uh, that's badass. Um, and uh, we opened an earlier episode with the first. Uh, track from this album, The Embers, which um, is some classic alternative indie rock uh, type of music. Um, and so here on the second track, you get a lot more of the um, sort of low-key bedroom uh, bedroom rock uh, type of thing. And you do get the impression that all of this was recorded uh, into uh, into a MacBook um in a in an apartment in Brooklyn or whatever and uh nonetheless um it's uh just a lot of ch- or not a lot of it's 20 minutes long but uh a nice little slice of charming indie rock um that even uh that certainly speaks uh to the possibility that we'll get uh, a lot of really great music from somebody this talented in the future um if she uh uh, continues to work and gets uh, some real resources behind her, but uh, worth noting in the first quarter for me. Yeah, um, uh, I I when I mean when I'm listening to this, uh, I feel like I'm I'm in the indie mall, I'm browsing <laughs> wood carvings of cute forest creatures, bopping my head pleasantly. <laughs> um, uh, it's a good album. Uh, I think I was more. I was surprised because I was very charmed by it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I re-listened to it a couple of times for this, um, I thought there was less there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't find either in music or lyrics that um, much substance to, to grab onto once the initial novelty uh, had passed. And um, that's fair. That's totally yeah, fair. Yeah. I, I think, I think I just don't buy like, I, where where it sits between like indie and folk, like I I just don't really buy it. Uh, I think it's the the just the thesis is slightly weaker uh, than I want it to be. Um, and I think to to illustrate that point, um, I was listening to this on Spotify and Spotify. Annoyingly, now I want when an album's done, I'd want it to be done, but now it, it frequently starts playing the artist radio afterwards. And mm. in this case, it immediately switched over to Frankie Cosmos and. <laughs> that like slight or that there is like a noticeable improvement um even though we were still like kind of in this we were pretty much in the same genre of like you know indie quirky indie singer um to bring that word back um interestingly the pitchfork uh rising article on vagabond says that frankie cosmos shows were um part of what inspired her to actually uh realize that indie music is a thing and she could do it i could totally see that i mean and it's i think in the end like uh this is um i don't know it's a it's a good album and 
I would never be mad at someone for really digging it, but I yeah. only kind of dig it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you're certainly right about the lyrics, like uh, the on the opening track, which is the thing that originally grabbed me. Um, it all revolves around a, a shark fish metaphor that is fine, but is maybe not strong enough to be the lyrical backbone of a song as big as that one. Totally. So, yeah. Um, man, you can tell that we, we both feel the Q1 doldrums because uh, this is a fine album, but probably would have been honorable mention at best in, you know, like Q3 last year for me. Indeed. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's close it out by me throwing on a super random album that actually I swore came out in January, but apparently came out in fucking December. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, it, it, it's it not ha- Savage Beast best of the quarter unless Joe nominates something not from that quarter and doesn't even realize that it was not <laughs> from that quarter. Um, uh, let's listen to a track uh, from Philadelphia's own Aster Moore. sequence by Aster Moore. Uh, this band formed um, at an event in Philadelphia called First Time's a Charm, where people come to, and the, the goal is to meet bandmates and play, I believe, within, I don't know if it's within that night or within 24 hours, but it's just sort of a it's it's meant to like kind of bring bring new musicians together and Hmm. um uh, i think there's also a rule that um you know one person in the band has to be uh a um uh uh i don't want to say a minority that sounds right but like they you have like a non-cis white hetero male your your band has to be somehow diverse 
Um, okay. That's the goal. The goal is to bring like to like, you know, form like uh, you know, put different voices into the same band. Um and I think and so Aster Moore, uh I who I just saw randomly through Bandcamp's Discover feature, um, where they just kinda had a story on the front page about them, uh, I think got along so well that they went and recorded this EP. Uh, which I, I just clicked through and I, I listened to it and it 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 definitely captivated me. Um, with that sort of joyful noise of Philadelphia uh, that's going on right now in so many bands where I, I just hear um, there's so much darkness in, you know, in, in indie and in the fucking world that I, I think from this particular city, there's so many bands that we like that play there. Um, you know, Aster Moore opened for Cayetana at their record release mm. uh, show this year. Um, and I think this this band uh, uh, represents that. Um, it is an EP. It's pretty rough. Um, it's more of a rookie of uh, first team all rookie selection than it is any sort of all star. Um, but I do like I have to say if there's one quality that I like is that uh, they turn the keyboards up really loud. And there's a lot of par- mm. parts where they have, you know, the distorted guitar. And you can also really hear uh the uh the the synths and the keys going along which is definitely something that will um always get my attention um <laughs> but uh yeah yeah i just threw this on as a, an honest uh, uh, uh it's it's honestly one of my favorite things i listened to from the first quarter i don't i do you know i don't think i'm going to be defending it uh as awesome yeah well, you know, that's <laughs> it, it, it encapsulates this quarter perfectly because um, I think that's a perfectly fair way to feel about it. Uh, I will say that time, just now that time listening through that song, I was like, this is this is actually quite good. Uh, whereas before I was just like, this is good. Yeah. Um, so uh, props to them. You described them well. I don't really have a whole lot to add uh, to Aster Moore. Um, may they one day release an album. Uh, so good, we nominate it in the quarter in which it was released. Yes, um. they only. <laughs> I think a good way to describe this band is they only have 249 likes on Facebook. <laughs> this may be the first band that we truly discover on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and they definitely do, like you said, uh, sound a little bit lo-fi, uh, just uh, probably uh, via necessity, which is the best way to be lo-fi. Yeah. Um, so uh, no shade on them for that. But uh, uh, here's to more Aster Moore in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, great, Joe. We, uh, we sort of gave our synthesis of the quarter uh, early on. Um, we did. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, uh, I, I know we both have a Q2 album that would, um, uh, as the one ring over the, all the other rings, rule all these albums had it been in competition against them for Q1. Yeah, so. I, I, I already have at least two q2 albums that would easily be my favorite album of this quarter um yeah maybe maybe three i gotta look i got yeah it's it's not close and that's that's just the way it goes mm-hmm. um and probably speaks also to the artificial nature of dividing sure you know dividing it up into any sort of random because like a <laughs> bunch of stuff came out in april and you know it's just it, I don't yeah know. Yeah, no, as soon as April turned, it was like there were a bunch of albums. I agree. Um, 
But, you know, uh, at least the way we do it with quarters, we actually get to uh, review everything that happened in the quarter, unlike all the year-end lists that come out in on, like, December 3rd. Um, and then fucking Run the Jewels drops the second best album of the year on, like, the last day of the year, and they don't get to put them on their list, so. Yeah. Um, uh, we are better than the mainstream music uh, publications, is what I have to say about this. Um, before we sign off, I did want to bring up one other quote or one other line about um, the Piss Jeans album that I forgot to quote uh, when we are actually discussing it uh, because it comes from friend of the podcast, Evan Ritluski. I hope I got that name at least somewhat close. Uh, but um, he <laughs> described each of the four Piss Jeans albums as playing like an American Splendor comic reenacted by Grizzly Bears, which I think is... <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, just discussing this sort of <laughs> combination of aggression and and male dilapidation um, that is uh, so characteristic of them. Um, as usual, he has one line that makes me laugh out loud literally every single uh, review. So thank you for that, Evan. Anyway, uh, um, Paul, yeah, there, Joe. I was just say, were there any albums that you went back and listened to that you decided not to include that you found notable? Oh yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't, I didn't write them down, so I'm not going to be able to remember them on the spot because well, I, I don't remember I, anything on the spot. But, I noticed yeah. uh, like JSOM. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think neither of us picked picked that. Um, didn't that come out in in the last quarter? And wasn't it on our list? I thought her album. The no, her she released another album. What? I don't think I knew about this then. What? Wait, didn't everybody? Hold yeah, on. didn't didn't everybody works come out? Was that the album? I thought she re- released a second album. Okay, hold on. Everybody works came out March tenth. Yes. Okay. Did you think that was the yes. album you'd already listened to? No, 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 no. And in fact, because I saw them play like a day after this album came out, um, I failed to consider this for my best of the quarter. <laughs> So maybe it would have made the list. Uh, my bad. We had, that's what next quarter is for. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will definitely give it another chance then because it honestly uh, somehow failed to even be on my list of things to think about for this quarter. Yeah, I think the only album that I – I think I listened to an album. I listened to Thundercats album, mm-hmm. Drunk, and I feel like if I'd been in a different mood, it would have made this list. <laughs> Yeah, Thundercat, uh the Not your jam. He's obviously like virtuosically brilliant, but it doesn't quite get me there. I don't yeah. know how to describe why not. And also, I mean, I, I also thought the Mount Erie album was just I don't know, too sad. Oh, yeah. Uh again, I I actually I meant to re listen to that one and didn't. Um that may be another one I have to re- bring back up. It's it's so sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, and and then the fact that it's also like explicitly dealing with the fact that it's an album about the guy's recently deceased wife. Yeah, um, it's very, yeah. very meta in a very, yeah. um, just like way that's so sad you you can't do much more than feel a little shattered while you listen to it, but in a way that's. Like you don't even get that uplift you do from really shattering art a lot of the time, uh, because it's so raw. So raw, yes. Um, 
very true. Um, well, uh, so maybe next quarter we'll throw yeah. we'll throw on some JSON. We'll see. Yeah, um, exactly. No, that was uh, my fault. Um, no, there was. Oh, here's what I was thinking of. Uh, there are two rap albums I almost put on instead of the Wild. Uh, Rock Marciano had yet another great album. Mm. Um, that w- only failed to get there because it's a little like it's like a lot of uh, his albums anyway. Um, tails off a little bit towards the end, and then um, uh, your old Droog has a great album on um, uh, Magic Mushroom. Is that the name of the label? Anyway, there's a mushroom in it or Mellow <laughs> Mushroom, um, Mellow Mushroom music that. Um, he sounds a lot like Doom to the point that he even talks about how he sounds like Doom, and uh, it's quite good. Uh, nice. I recommend it to anybody. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, well, as uh, a solid quarter, uh, I have to say, uh, if you, I listened to our previous podcast, Savage Beast Live. Uh, there were probably about ten things in there that we needed to apologize for. I now forget <laughs> them. But uh, rest assured that we apologize for them, for getting them wrong, for saying something incredibly dumb. Uh, just just apologies all around. <laughs> you should have put that before the episode. <laughs> I should have. Yes. Uh, oh, well. Um, that's, that's what happens when you record live to a medium where you actually have, <laughs> you have time to edit and reconsider everything, but we don't do it anyway. Indeed. Um, so anyway, Joe, with that, uh, uh, good night. Everybody, check us out on Twitter, on our website. You know where they are. Uh, ch- subscribe to us on iTunes, all that stuff. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Five stars. Do it mm. now. Even four. Any number, really. Imaginary numbers. Four plus three I stars. Yes. Yes. Dissolve in the hour as well. A hawk, a pigeon, a dove, a vision of love, an eagle, a falcon, even a gold coin and a talent that was um, prophesied upon earlier papyruses, gazing to the irises of infinite osiruses, hieroglyphical, visual, style, habitual, scriptural, um, kick verses, verses, ghosts, hovering above them, cold stuttering, skips in the tape, a vision of lake, a cold cloud field shrouded and secluded upon a winding road. <laughs> Nature and existence are the same thing, basically. Swerve through the curves amazingly. Paint me like a surgical portrait of your soul's wild energy. Wow, that's beautiful. Bless. Have a nice dream. Peace, Allah. Aztec yoga. Kool-Aid. Allah. Woo, woo. Ja Rasta. Woo. <laughs>